0: 4th, 2023, and this is the third episode of the week. Monday, I had Pedro Angosto from Big Bang Comics. Please check that one out. Very much enjoying Yesterday, it's Thomas Nichols talking about his horror comedy. And technically, this is episode 93, and I'm fast approaching the 100th episode. So yes, I'm a little reflective right now. You know, I recently read an article, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal. About how many podcasters don't get rich from podcasting, and how even some hosts in well known podcasts haven't and don't plan on quitting their J jobs. Sure, those podcasts bring in some money, but not the riches that some people might imagine. For me, that was kind of nice to hear. I never once thought, rainbow and butterfly ideas, that this podcast would make me tons of money. And truthfully, money's never faster than deciding how I do this podcast. Now, things have changed for almost 18 months that I've been doing the podcast, but the core reasons have not changed. One of my niches is I tend to cover comics that are also available in a digital format, because I believe digital editions of comics can act as a way for readers to sample and explore comics they may not necessarily want to buy. Or, once they sample them, yeah, they may want to go back to the comic book shop, and get the hard copies, and start another collection. Another nice thing is that I like to cover comics and creators I think deserve more attention. Too often, fans only know the big names, but not so I know the creators, and I get that. Comics have been around for decades, and unfortunately, not every creator, comic, or company will get the spotlight they deserve. Now, Joining me for this episode is Ross Aitken. Not only is he a frequent guest, but he's also been on the podcast more than any Ross is also the host of the Stop Let's Tina podcast where he talks about some of his favorite comics. He's talked about the Defenders and Legion just to name a few. And I know he's got a Starman project coming up soon. I like what Ross brings to the conversation. And this time around, we're talking about one of the artists that deserves more attention. It's Bob Brown. love talking about on the podcast. Now I'm not going to say anything more about Bob bottom I want you to go to the show and learn more about this underappreciated creator who made big ripples once upon. Now you'll find a link in the show notes to Ross's podcast. Also while looking at the show notes, you'll find a link tree to the Fantastic comic Fan. So please follow the podcast on your social media, subscribe to the podcast, I want this podcast to continue to grow, and as I've said so many times, to expand to a different way of covering and discovering comic books. Now on to today's show. Welcome back to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Today I have Ross Aitken again from Stop Let's Team Up Podcast. And we are going to talk about Bob Brown, which is kind of funny because we've talked about uh, tossed about Bob Brown for several months now, and it's bounced between being on Ross's show, to my show, the Ross's show. So I actually got the Bob Brown stuff on my show this time around. And as Ross and regular listeners uh, know, I like to pick up creators and things that should get more attention, but don't in comic books. And I understand it because we've got decades of creators, and some creators get lost in the shuffle. So Ross, why did you want to talk about Bob Brown today? Oh,
1: I had been reading, you know, I just covered the Avengers Defender's War and he drew a run of Avengers which is like the I started reading Avengers comic with 105. That was that was John Cimema, but it's the first Angelhart issue of his run. And then uh Pop Brown is in there for most of it. I mean for a long big chunk uh Crap! Uh, It's like in the one teens up to the one thirties almost. Yep,
0: it was one one thirteen through one twenty, one twenty two through one twenty three, and then one twenty six, which was all that was. It's that first big chunk of
1: um and it was great. I mean, it's it's a it's an era of Avengers that I really like. It's a really bizarre lineup that I really like um roger stern the way roger stern restructured the avengers is the way i think englehart did it when he took over it's like i'm gonna add i'm just gonna change it enough that it's odd because you think it's cap iron man thor the big three are in it at the time which i always hate it when the big three are in it. uh scarlet witch vision and then manis and swordsman and it's just a great lineup and he's a great and he just i remember those art, that issues being those, the art being something that i wasn't used to And no one else drew kind of drew like that in my brain. And I loved it. And I and my brother, you said, has always been a Daredevil fan. So I read the the Daredevils he did when it was Daredevil Black Widow was the title of the book. Yes. Yeah. And you brought up. I didn't ever remember who wrote it. Yes. Yes. You know, it's the 70s. It's Conway or somebody. I don't know who gives a shit, you know, but it was you. You brought it up in your notes. It's Mar Wolfman.
0: Yeah. And um, I never
1: remember him writing. Depth. I mean, I, you know, I'm a Wolfman fan. I yeah. might have to go back and reread some of this.
0: Yeah, I, I was going, you know, because I was, I always like to do some eclectic notes and um yeah, Marv Wolfman and Bob Brown created Bullseye, which I didn't yeah, I realize. Forgot. I didn't remember I didn't
1: realize that. I, I didn't realize
0: that either. And people forget that um in the 70s, Marv Wolfman had a big run at Marvel Comics. And everybody fo- More than I thought. And everybody focused on his new Titans and Crisis on Infinite Earths, but he did some very impactful yeah. stuff on... I put his da- it's Dracula on no the Marvel site. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's his best Marvel title. Yep. I think that's a Dracula. masterpiece. You know, Bob Brown, he died in 1977, which was the year I started collecting comic books, and he died at a relatively young age at 61 yeah and it's too bad that he wasn't one of these creators that like could survive into the world of the fandom when people were you know when oh, they he'd out- have been a big hit on the because, of yeah. the because of
1: the wide variety of stuff he wrote i mean yeah. he drew he created space ranger I didn't realize that yes he is the second artist on he did the back end of the doom the silver age doom patrol run i went and jumped around to read some stuff and i'm not you know i've started to read
0: silver age doom patrol but i'm still in the Bruno we are. He created Beast Boy, which is go, you yes. know, Gar Logan, changing wing. Oh my oh New my team God, he's a huge character for the last 30 years. Yep. And still a major character. Yeah. And
1: um his art is if you re- look at his, his Doom Patrol is the best stuff. I when I was jumping around, I think it's his best work. It's it's a digitally remastered copy of it. So it's really kind of clean and polished up. I think that, you know, they tweak it a bit, but it's gorgeous. Uh, he did Tomahawk, which yes, I've never read a Tomahawk unless no. he was in something
0: else. You know, and uh, he did, he was one of those artists that could actually do every genre without it looking terrible. I mean, he well, did Westerns, he did romance. He did, I, he, I don't I think Jerry sure did war.
1: Yeah, he, he did, did. He did some Star Comics and I don't think he doesn't change his style. No,
0: no, no, no. Hey, there's
1: no difference between how he draws a war comic and how he draws a superhero comic
0: but they work he also oh, created yeah. he also created with um uh, uh talia ghul yeah raza ghul's First daughter one, yeah. it's yeah it's weird i was going through
1: although people i thought he created that i love i am since i started reading comics in 1972 or 73 i've definitely got a definite 70s hero, and I like the second stringers. The guy that runs a comic shop, Patrick, at Velocity Comics in Richmond. me and him are the same. We're both Avenger fans, and we're both like, put the weirdest 70s character in it. And I thought he created one, and what I went to read was Torpedo, who yes. was, a, was, a guest, was a side character in Daredevil, and they gave him a two-issue tryout in Marvel premieres, 39 and 40, and it is drawn by Bob Brown and inked by Al Milgram. Okay, and and it is who wrote it? Uh, I bet it's Marv Wolfman. (laughs) Marv Wolfman, of course. (laughs) And it's a great tube. It was. I would have. I was dying for that to become a comic book because I like the character. I dig the design. He didn't design it. He's created. I I went and looked, and he was created by um, John Romita Sr. Okay, Marv, Marv, and John Romita Sr.
0: You know, when I was digging around, I was surprised with the lack of information on Bob Brown. It just had some superficial I don't think anybody stuff. remembers him. Nobody remembers and Nobody wrote. I was going through my back issue uh, index. Nobody wrote anything about Bob Brown at all. And I'm like, wow, this is just like amazing. You know, and it was kind of cool because he was a song and dance man before he even thought about being comic, doing it, going into comic. Oh, books. yeah. I didn't see that until I went Google him. Said, yeah, really? I was Google. I'm like, well, I'll be, da- gosh darn, this guy, you know, he was a song and dance. He was, uh, with his sister? He did the Tommy Dorsey band, went to the war and came back and got into comic books of all things. Yeah. It just, you know, makes you think about, you know, why he stopped dancing because he actually, you know, was pretty good. And then, you know, that, that switch over into, um, comic books is just like a huge you know kind of like a giant how do you go from that to that and it really doesn't go into much detail about you know how he got into comic books and why he wanted to be a, a comic book creator um, it was interesting he, he uh, we were talking about Daredevil he wrote it for about or drew it up for about two years and his last Daredevil is 143 And it was the last things he drew from Marvel. And what I thought was interesting for like the next few years, there was no regular artist for Daredevil.
1: I, you know, I kind of, when you put that note in there.
0: I mean, they had some interesting runs. They They had Carmine and Fantino inked by claus jansen I'm like, oh, i gotta go back and read that and check you know they had some really wonky yeah, it was because the book had no
1: state with no my brother and he talked about it when miller came it had been rudderless for almost five since, or six years
0: since uh, brown left you know they had no no artist until miller came in in 1970 with 158 so the whole run of the rest of the 40s and the 50s almost 20 issues had no rhyme or reason to the artist that was uh on the book and um, I was digging, digging around and I love Tony Isabella. I would love to have him as a guest sometimes. I'm sure he has some great stories to talk about. He's one of the few writers that probably still remembers the golden age character or golden age artist that he you know wrote with and drew with and silver age artists that are along with it. But anyways, uh, Tony Isabella said Brown was a very underappreciated by comic book fans. And uh, Mark Vanier, who was a big uh, his comics historian, said that Brown found his work, and I'm quoting this from one of the websites, Brown found his work as being old-fashioned. It wasn't so much that Brown couldn't make a move to modern approach, as they just didn't understand what that meant. Artists kept showing him what the new artists were doing, and Brown would say, this is what we might do, but Brown couldn't update his stuff for a modern reader, which I don't understand because his stuff was great all the way straight through into the 70s. Okay, that makes no sense. Yeah, no, because okay, I'm thinking I yeah. went back
1: and looked at his Doom Patrol. Yeah. Does it look different than this comp this torpedo comic from the 1970s inked by Al Milgram? Yes. One, when he's doing Doom Patrol to honor Bruno, yes he draws it somewhat like Bruno for Torpedo. He is drawing it in the perfect Marvel house style that if you didn't see the name, if I, if I, you know, if I handed this page to somebody and put my thumb over his name, you would think it's John Buscemo.
0: Yep. Yep. And
1: because I- he's drawing in the Marvel house style. He's being consistent to where the character, the comic, the character came from.
0: And Al Milgram's oh. cleaning it up. And I, I you know, that market van you're talking with Bob Brown, I can't understand how somebody would go, "You know, Bob, you need to really clean up your art and, and update and do this and that to him." Like his stuff was classic all the way straight through. He did stuff. In fact, just before he died, he was he going was... to be, be the new artist on Wonder Woman." You yeah, that's and weird.
1: She- and he died suddenly, and um, yep. someone else had did the same thing. So a writer was about to start a run on Wonder Woman and died.
0: I didn't realize that. I
1: can't remember who it was. I was talking about it somewhere else. Um, and it, it was like, really? Um, because we were talking about Wonder Sidebar and Wonder Woman. But I mean, I think his art stands up. I wish that on the app. DC, I could have looked at a Tomahawk, you know, or I could have looked at a Challengers of the Unknown. I know I've read a Challengers the Unknown that he drew because my brother would have been collecting it.
0: Again, DC has a lot of books that they have in a digital format that they don't throw onto the service. And they have a lot of key issues that they should make the effort to digitize because it's part of the DC legacy. You know, the early stuff like of Bob Brown, even the early Kurt Swans. Heck, we have been talking about the early adventures of uh, uh, the Legion of Superheroes and Adventure Comics. How, yeah. much it, how much does it cost to digitize a comic book?
1: It has to be digitized. I have every Legion of Superheroes yeah. from, two, four, from 1958 to 1985 in a hardcover on my bookshelf. They and, have some printable way of, co- and they did showcases. They have art. Drop it. And it's got to be stored digitally. There's no way your shit's not stored digitally.
0: And I was telling you the other day that Mar or I'm sorry, Archie Comics archived the full run of Archie's girls, Betty and Veronica, 347 issues.
1: Is all online, digitally? That,
0: yes. The ex, every single issue from the golden age to the present. And I'm like, you know what? Again, I love Archie because Archie is just iconic. But who's going to go in there and read 300 and some issues of, you know, an Archie comic? But the historical stuff is
1: there. Yeah. The and DC, I think, it. you know, it, I think this gets me. I'm, I, just, I just upgraded DC.
0: It, me too and but, i do uh, you know
1: and i'm doing it one it's going to cost me the same amount of money than paying the 7.99 a month i just I mean, it's like four more bucks
0: i just wish they would do a better job of adding some of the older content and filling i think in their they holes. need to that's that is where and that's what i'm hoping
1: they promised vertigo yes
0: coming and up. they promised collections if
1: you have an entire lab- library of archive editions just put them in just put them in you know i've got the ones i own the ones i've have to have all the all-star all the legion the three seven soldiers of victory the two starmen i have the ones i need but i would like to be able to go i've never read a lot of golden age hawkman i'd like to go and read uh early you know early hawkman doc fate really after the the black adam movie and you know that i think we're going to see more of dr fate in justice society because him and Huntress are the main, are two, yes. big, two of the arc points and the legacy part, it's John. So it's going to be legacy all day, every day, and it's going to be great. Uh, and, but I've never read a lot of golden age, Dr. Fate, except if it's in an all-star comic. And
0: yeah, I, I would like to read a lot more of the, you know, the golden age stuff, you know, if DC ever got around to actually adding to this, it's important stuff. Yeah.
1: And it's like with the Challengers, see, because the Challengers came out in three thing. or four archives, didn't they?
0: Yeah. So yes. the Bob
1: Brown stuff's in there somewhere. Somewhere. So I would love to read it because, oh, is he the one that put them in those ugly yellow and red? I things? can't remember.
0: Oh, I bet, oh, that's, you know, that's, people, people say they don't remember Bob Brown because he was actually after they, Gene Day and before Frank Miller. So that, whole, oh, yeah, Gene Colin? Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, Gene Colin. Film. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and you know what? I think that is. He is also in this little window of Marvel. I think that early seventies that I don't, is it as well known
0: and loved as say 80 stuff and 60 stuff? No. And a lot, a lot of Marvel and DC and all publishers back then, they did put out a lot of crap to be honest. And it was kind of hard to sift out some of the gems, you know, from that whole bronze age and, Again, Bob Brown is one of them artists that started in the Golden Age, did Silver Age, made it through into the Bronze Age. And in my opinion, did some very successful runs. Oh, yeah. And there's stuff out there. It's just hard to find. But people really should go out there, Google Bob Brown, because, again, he's one of them artists, creators that deserve more attention. And if you look at the Bronze Age, it's it's not just Frank Miller or uh, Gene Colan, or, you know, any of, or Selby There's a lot yeah. of good other artists and writers in Marvel's Bronze Age that really deserve a lot more attention. And he
1: did so many, of, so many important books. I mean, that Avengers run, that's Engelhart run. Yes. is one of the most important runs in Avengers history. I, I put it on, I like Roy's first, his run. Stan's run is okay. It's the 60s, so you can't, it's not the greatest comic in the world, but, it's fun. I think stands better on Spidey and FF. Yes, because um, uh, I don't think his heart was in. I think he turned Avengers over so quickly is because he just wasn't into it. He was just copying the Justice League because he was told to. Um, and then, but I think Engelhart's run with Brown is up there with the the Thomas Buscema, um, yes. cl- uh Klein stuff. Um i think and i think it had a big impact and i think people go oh that was all because of steve engelhardt and it's like no i think i think you're missing the point that a lot of it also had to do with joe stanton and yes. bob brown right bob joe stan wrote most of the back end of that and and or sal
0: yes you know fun.
1: So, uh, and the Bob, I would recommend for Bob Brown fan, go on the app and Google and find his Daredevil. He, he's not, he, he, there are gaps. He takes issues off. He doesn't do every issue, No, but it's a fun time of Daredevil. It is nothing like, I think Wade did a, a run that where he's, he took it back to where it was a superhero versus supervillain book for about two years To you know, to just kind of yep. cleanse everybody's palate,
0: but it's, you know, and there's and a lot back- of stuff you Go back to DC and read his stuff in detective comics because he had a big run of detective. Yeah, I re- didn't realize that I was and I had ha- to have been reading that. On and off, he did it for about oh, oh, four or five years, on and off. That Who an did issue. he
1: replace? He was detective, right?
0: Yeah, well, this is during um detectives when they really didn't have much of a continuity. It was basically a bunch of fill-ins. So he drew 378. Actually, had a big run. He, I didn't realize this. He did three seventy eight through three ninety four, three ninety six, three ninety eight to four ninety nine, four hundred one, four hundred three, four hundred five to four hundred six, and then gaps all the way up through like 430, 430 432, and four thirty six. So, I mean, in that, that era of Batman, was he didn't fight the bad guys that we know it now. Like, there was no rogue gallery. It was almost focusing on the detective and the man. There was no okay. Know, that was that run. Um,
1: oh, that's because I always when I saw that he drew those issues, I was like, I always thought that was the Nervovac, Novak era. Uh, I remember a lot of there's a lot of Batman drawn by her of Novak in the 50s, 70s. And, but I did. I I was going through just scanning his art today. And some of that stuff's gorgeous. That detective yes. stuff. And it's Denny, right? Is it Denny writing it?
0: Denny is writing it. And that's why there's gaps in there because uh, Neil Adams did a few issues. A few other people did a few issues. Because so, there were, that's what gets me.
1: Neil Adams was spotty in how much work he did, yeah. He gets all the fame, and because it's
0: pretty, I mean, it's pretty, I get it, yeah. But and you know, but someone like Bob Brown, who probably I'm almost would be willing to bet did more drawing of the detective comic books than Neil Adams did, oh, yeah, but I yet think he doesn't get the glory,
1: yeah, yeah. I think he's forgotten, and and you know, a lot of reason why that book is good is also it's because it's Denny, Denny found that. The, the modern Batman, even today, is more Denny than it is Bob Kane.
0: Bob Brown did Detective Comics all the on and off between 1968 and 1973. So that's, that's a, a pretty long, good. That's
1: a really long run for anybody.
0: Yep. And so. yeah, he he did, which I wish they would collect um, the early Vigilante. He did that, and I think it was in. Is
1: that not been collected?
0: No, the Vigilante. No, he did vigilante. There's been no reprinting. There's, didn't they didn't they didn't do any
1: archives of vigilante
0: or is that no, was there an artist no. before him? No, because uh, basically Action Comics is missing everything just about in the two hundreds and the late one hundreds because um, his vigilante went from one fifty two to one fifty seven and one fifty nine through um, eighty five. So that was a, a big rub. No, none of that is archived at all by DC that i could see so and it's unfortunate because it's some good stuff someone's got to have it somewhere i ross, mean
1: a lot of, i mean of the reason the all-star comics exist is i think it's because jerry bales and thomas had
0: copies of them. yes ross before we wrap this up this little talk about bob brown is there any closing comments you have today
1: no i just for, check out some of this stuff uh it, i would th- and do a wide range the DCF has a, the back end of his, his Doom Patrol run because he was like one of the last artists on it. And it's gorgeous. I read 100.
0: It has all the detective comics on the DCF yeah. also. Yeah,
1: they get the detective. Read the, and if you're a Marvel person, read the Avengers Defenders War. I mean, yes. I can't sing. It's a great, it's him and Salvy Seema. You really can't go wrong. No. Uh, so you're, I mean, you're going between the two. And I would check out his Daredevil. It is very 70s. It's when he lived in San Francisco and Black Canary was his partner.
0: Yes. Everybody had to have a partner.
1: In Ross Marvel back then.
0: Ross Aiken from the Stopless Team Up Podcast. There'll be a show link, um, and a show a link to his show in the show notes. It's a great podcast. He's talking about defenders on and off and uh, Legion of Superheroes from Adventure Comics. Is that mm-hmm. correct, Ross? Yep. Okay, Ross, again, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. We'll do this again. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend it to comic fans. With this episode, I've added a link tree to the show notes, allowing you easy access to the comic fan podcasts, platforms, and social media accounts. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering Kyle's books. Again, thanks so much for listening. See you next time.